0: Good morning. Shall we just pray? Father God, we thank you for that wonderful image that Rob has just shared of how, how, you, how you love and want to gather us. And I pray that this morning our hearts will be open. God, and we will allow you to gather us close to you today so that we can, we can be under the shadow of your wings, so that we can be protected and loved and kept warm and close to you who loves us and cares for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Are we all okay? Is everyone eating the chocolate? I was iffing and ahhing whether to eat mine, but then I thought maybe it'll end up around my mouth, so i just thought I'd perhaps save it for later. Um, but I hope you're all having a wonderful morning with us. And if you did manage to find socks that matched, you're welcome to take them home. Otherwise, find someone to be your friend and Maybe don't take them home as well, but maybe you can swap socks. Um, This morning, I'm not going to speak for very long because I'm sure many of you have got things to do today. But I just wanted to talk about breathing new life into not Mother's Day perhaps, but just into our lives as general, in general. And I thought it'd be really good to look at one of the female characters in the Bible and just look at how she breathes new life into her own life and into those around them. And then just what we can learn from that. And you know, I thought that that video that we watched was wonderful. I thought it was, it covered everyone who's having a wonderful day and it covered for those who it's a difficult day today. And I just want to encourage you, no matter where you're at in that, that God loves you and that God wants to breathe new life into you. Even if you're having a great day, God's got more for you. If you're having a tough day and it's hard, God wants to encourage you and uplift you today. And You know, I think when we talk about breathing new life into things, it can be really hard because you can just get stuck in a rut with things. I don't know about anybody else, but you just you get stuck in a rut. I remember growing up at home, and it was like Monday night we had a certain thing for tea, Tuesday night we had something for tea, Wednesday night we had this other thing for tea, and then we got to the end of the week, and then it was like repeat, and that was what. And some people may still do that, and I'm not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I knew myself when, when Paul and I got married and then we had children and it was like chicken nuggets with a theme. Not of a certain night, but just generally. And that was because the children were quite obsessed with them. And you get stuck in a rut with these things. You get stuck in a rut with what you eat and what you do and where you go. And you always go to the same place. And sometimes it's really hard to sort of get yourself out of that and do something different. Sometimes it's always easy to go with what you know and go with what what you've always done because it's easy and it's comfortable. And this morning, I just want to encourage you, maybe with your cooking, but maybe not, but with relationships and maybe if your parents in the room that God wants to breathe new life into those things. Not because there's necessarily something wrong with what you're doing, but because God's got so much more. God's got so much more for your relationships. God's got so much more for, for, for your cooking. God's got so much more for, for your parenting. God's got so much more for your job. And, and we don't have to get stuck in this rut of just doing the same thing over and over again. Sometimes we need to do the same thing over and over again. And habits are good thing, And the helper and they bring structure to our lives sometimes that is really good there is a balance between the two don't hear me wrong this morning but I really believe that God wants to breathe new life into you this morning he wants to help you step out of where you've been and show you that there's something more and give you tools to help you to breathe new life into many many areas of your life today whether you're a mother or not whether you're female or not God God wants the best for you at the end of that video, it said, it said thank you to the mums that they're beautiful. And it says that they were the best of us. God has got the best for you this morning. God wants the best for you this morning. And he wants to breathe something new into you so that it gets even better than it's ever been before. And if it feels like rubbish, then he wants to breathe some, some life and some joy into you as well. So I just thought it'd be really nice to look at Mary, the mother of Jesus, today. And I don't know about you, but there are many women that I look at and I feel inspired by. I'm sure you've got women that you feel inspired by. Maybe maybe women around you, maybe women who are sitting with you. Maybe women that you see um, that are famous. Maybe women from the past. There are many women that we can look at and we can learn so much from. There are many men we can look at and learn so much from. But I just wanted to pick a few things out of the life of Mary this morning. Just to share with you and say, if we can learn from these things, if we can apply these things to our life, then I really truly believe that God will help us through them to breathe new life into areas where it can become stagnant, where it can become difficult, and where sometimes we get a little bit stuck and we don't want to move and we don't want to change. And God's all about bringing newness in. So is that okay this morning? So the first thing I want to share with you is this. Mary, she was willing. And we're going to go back, which is probably something that you hear more around Christmas. And I just want to read to you from Luke 1, verses 28 to 38. And it's when... The angel came and spoke to Mary and told her that she was going to have a child. And it says this The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me fulfilled. Then the angel left her. And I just look at that and I think, wow, what a a beautiful spirit Mary had. What a gentleness and willingness about her. And this morning, I just want to say, are you willing... You may be sitting in here this morning and think, I've just come because someone's invited me. I've just come because it's Mother's Day and I thought I better do, because otherwise I'm going to upset my wife or upset my mother or upset whoever's invited me and I thought I would come. Or I've just come because it's Mother's Day and it's nice to go to church on Mother's Day. You, It's wonderful to have you with us. But I believe that God wants to say to you this morning, there's more than just coming just out of duty. Are you actually willing to begin a relationship with him because he's got something so much better and so much more for you than you could ever possibly ask for or imagine and this morning there are so many people in this room who could share with you and tell you the difference that God has made in their lives the fact that it has transformed them the fact that it has helped them the fact that they were in this place but now they're completely transformed because of the work that God has done in them and I want to ask you this morning are you willing are you willing to go on that journey with God? And for those of you who know God and are on that journey, are you willing to keep going on that journey? Sometimes we can get stuck in a bit of a rut with God and we can just go through the motions of it. But God wants to take you on a journey. God wants to do something significant and magnificent with your life. God wants to impact and change where you are so you can see great and wonderful things. You know, My my daughters, Grace and Olivia, and I have been doing this 10,000 steps a day in March challenge. And I said to Paul the other day, I never want to walk again. (laughs) I'm just like, the pain in my legs at the beginning that is sort of just gradually just become a norm from from stepping. And sometimes then the rain at the beginning of March, what was that weather like? It was like, oh, you're going to go and do 10,000 steps a day. Here, have some rain. You know, and there have been days where I've just thought, I don't really want to do this anymore. What a sh- stupid idea was this? I said to the girls yesterday, Paul had gone the football and we still all needed some extra steps. And I said to them, Whose stupid idea was doing this? And they both went, "Girls." <laughs> But are you willing to carry on? Sometimes it's so hard to keep going with something. Sometimes it's so hard to keep going with God because things come and difficulties come and other things come and distract us. And do we really want to keep going? Are we really willing to keep going? I'm sure that Mary at certain times in a pregnancy and a labor, we won't go there, was thinking... I don't know whether I'm really that willing anymore at the moment. Maybe can you just take it back, God? I don't know whether I want to carry on with this. I'm sure there are times where she was a mother and when Jesus was growing that she thought, what is this all about? But she was willing. She had a willing heart. This morning, I want to encourage you. Have a willing heart to adventure with God. Whether it's starting that adventure and you can do that today. Or whether it's carrying on that adventure and keeping going with what God's called you to. Never mind whether it rains or whether it's painful or difficult. Keep going with that adventure because ultimately it's worth it. The second thing I think we can learn from Mary is this. That she treasured things in her heart. And when Jesus was born in Jewish culture, they they had to take them to the temple and do some different things. And when she did that, she met certain people and, and they said things over Jesus' life that he was going to be this and he was going to be that. And in Luke 2 verse 5, it says this, But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And you do, don't you? If if there's people that you love, whether you're a mother or not this morning, there are things that you treasure in your heart. There are relationships that you treasure in your heart. There are memories that you treasure in your heart and are important to you. Those are the things that keep you going when you're not quite sure what to do. Those are the things that encourage you and give you hope when things are difficult. Those are the things that give you joy and keep you going in the good times as well and inspire you. You know, treasuring things in our heart gives us hope, it grows faith, it gives us greater understanding of who we are, but also of who God is and who other people are. Treasuring things in our heart gives us acceptance when difficulty comes. You know, I want to encourage you this morning, invest in your future. Treasure those things in your heart. Maybe you've got hopes and dreams. Maybe you've had things spoken over your life. Maybe there are parts of the Bible or things people have said to you that have really encouraged you in your faith. Keep them treasured in your heart. Remind yourself of them. It's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget the promises that you're believing for, the dreams that you once had. It's so easy to let them go and forget. Remind yourself again today. Treasure those things. Hold on to them. Allow them to keep you going and keep you moving forward. Because those are the things that will get you out of the rut. Those are the things that will get you going again when you feel stuck. So what do we do with these things that we treasure? Pray about them. Say, God, I've, this, this dream that I have or, or this thing that was spoken or, or this, this memory that I have that was so special, pray about those things. Just spend time remembering and waiting on them. Sometimes things don't always happen in the time or in the way that we think it should. And that can be really hard. But ultimately, I believe in a God who brings good out of all things whether it's been a good circumstance and situation or whether it's been a really difficult and hurtful one, I believe God wants to bring good out of those things, not only for yourself, but for those around you as well. Don't settle where you are. Those things you're treasuring in your heart, allow them to move you forward. Allow them to let you believe again, not only in yourself, but in your dreams. This morning, God wants you to believe again. God wants you to have hope again and where you feel like maybe a door has been shut or you've come to the end of the road, God wants to say no. Go again. Believe again. Those things that are treasured there deep, dig them out. Find them out. Remind yourself again and go again and hope again and believe again. Don't settle where you are. Don't get stuck in that rut. If things will never change or this is just how it is. God has got so much more for you. God has got something so much better for you. And you don't have to live the life that you've settled yourself in. You don't have to live the life that you've found yourself in. You don't have to live the life that's been thrown at you. You can change and move forward and develop with God's help. And there are people who can get around you and help you. Don't settle where you are. The third thing I want to say is this. She didn't take offence. It's so easy as mothers to take offence. This morning, someone else's child come and grab my leg, thinking I was their mum. How often does that happen? That's always a weird thing, isn't it? And then they look up at you and they go... <laughs> and the fear on the face when they realise, that's not my mum! The, the scary thing would be if they were like, oh yes, you'll do, and they, <laughs> they keep coming <laughs> with you. It's so easy to take offence. You know, a mother could take offence at another mother because their child seems to like them more. Or we take offence over different things that go on. We can take offence at things our children say. We can take offence at things our parents say. It's so easy to take offence. But I want to encourage you this morning that offence can be overcome by grace and kindness. We all take offence over things. We take offence because somebody had the last scone. Scone. (laughs) We take offence because somebody parked where we wanted to park. We take offence because someone else turned up in the same clothes as us and we're like, what am I going to do? It's so easy to take offence at people. But I believe Mary... Let's just look at these two stories of Mary. The first one is um, when Jesus was a young boy... Luke 2, verse 41 to 50. Some of you may know this story. It says, Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. <laughs> I've had nightmares that I have left my children in places and then woke up and gone... <laughs> This is every parent's worst nightmare, unless you perhaps don't want your child to come home with you. The boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. You can imagine that sick feeling in the pit of the stomach thinking oh my word where is he we've lost the son of God (laughs) it's one thing losing your own child isn't it let's be honest but when you lose the son of God who's going to tell God you tell him Joseph no you tell him Mary You can't even imagine that conversation that went on, can you, between Mary and Joseph as they walked back to Jerusalem. They were a day away. I'm surprised they got back to Jerusalem without killing each other. After three days, three days, after three days they found him in the temple courts. Can you imagine what those three days were like? It's easy when you read it in a little sentence, isn't it? would you feel as a parent not only do you lose him for four days but then when you find him he actually says to you well you should have known where I was where else would I be so not only are you incompetent for losing the son of God but also you don't actually know him at all to know where he would be most people, if they lose their children in Tesco, let's be honest, they're going to be by the sweets, by the doughnuts, or over in the kids' toys. It's a given, isn't it? Either that or they're going to be rocking, crying somewhere, dependent upon your child and how they are. But you would know roughly where to go and have a panicked look for them. But Jesus actually says to him, well, she'd known where I was. I would be in my father's house. But did Mary take offence? It doesn't say that she scolded him. It doesn't say that she told him off. She carried on loving him, was kind to him, and allowed grace to overcome it. And then he does it again as a grown man. Let's go to Luke 8, 19 to 21. It says this. Now, Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. Someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside waiting to see you. Jesus replied, My mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. Another version says, Who is my mother? Who is my brothers? I understand it's got spiritual contents and everything, but as a mother, for your child to say, All of these people are my mothers and brothers. That's like a dagger in your heart. Who is my mother? You're not my mother. How many times, for those of you who have older children, or maybe have got friends with older children, have they said, I hate you. You have ruined my life. And it's heartbreaking because really all you're trying to do is love them and encourage them and do your best for them. And yet sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And yet Jesus says, who is my mother? These people are my mothers and brothers because they do the will of God. Mary had been replaced. And did she take offense? No, she trusted God that he sees and knows the bigger picture. And that's what we need to do. When offence comes knocking on the door, we've got to trust that there's a bigger picture to it. We've got to allow grace and kindness to overcome the offense and drown it out. Can I encourage you? Don't turn your back on people and circumstances because you don't like what they say. You keep breathing new life into it. You keep being positive positive. Mary was still there at the cross when Jesus died. She didn't take offence that day and never saw him again. She could have done. Many of us take offence that much that we never see anybody again. But Mary was at the foot of the cross while her son hung and died. She loved him. She allowed grace and kindness to overcome that the words that were said that she perhaps didn't understand at the time. And when we look at them in a different light, there's much that we can learn from them about Jesus, what Jesus is trying to teach us. But Mary at the time, all she would have heard is, you're incompetent and you've been replaced. But she took those things to God and allowed him to show that there was a bigger picture with what Jesus was doing. Allow your offense to be overcome with grace and kindness. And the final thing I'm going to say to you this morning that I believe we can learn from Mary is this, that she faced her fears. John 19, verse 26 to 27. And this is at the time when Jesus was dying on the cross. And he looks down and sees it. And this is what he says. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. You know, we may face many fears. Mary faced the fear of losing a son. She faced the fear of persecution because she was related to him and because she believed in him. She faced the fear of moving on. And many of us have many fears that we face in our lives, varying from spiders to heights to fear of things that have affected us in the past to fear of the future to fear of loss, to fear of relationships, whatever those things are that grip you and that haunt you, allow Jesus in today. Allow him to meet you in your fears. Because when Jesus intervened in Mary's fears, as she sat at the foot of the cross and watched her only son die, sorry, she had many children, but watched her firstborn son die, then he actually addressed it. And made sure that she was placed in a family. He made sure the things that she was fearful of, he practically worked those out. And made sure that she was looked after and cared for. And I believe that when we face our fears today, that Jesus wants to come and bring other people alongside you and help you and support you and encourage you and place you within that family unit of them. Just like he did with Mary. Just like he made sure that where there was fear, that it was replaced with love and with faith. I believe this morning that when we face our fears, but we allow Jesus in, then actually those fears, though they may not go, though they may remain, that faith actually grows bigger than them. That those around us bring strength to us that is bigger than those fears. So this morning, if you're facing fears and facing difficulties, if you're facing a future that you hadn't planned, if you're facing things that that scare you and make you worry, if you're facing a future that's haunted by your past, if you're facing a future that has loss or is, is difficult to move on, then meet Jesus here today. And whether that's for the first time or whether that's, just a step on your journey with him I believe that if you meet him here today that he will change your fears and all of your worries into something amazing and something wonderful so this morning let's, let's learn those lessons from Mary let's learn to be willing let's learn to treasure things in our heart let's learn not to take offence And let's learn to face our fears. Because I believe that when we walk with Jesus, all of those things are possible. Though they may not be on our own, but with him, we can do all things. Because he gives us strength and he gives us hope. So I'm going to ask the band to come and join me. And I just want to ask you to stand and we're going to pray. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for those lessons that we can learn from Mary. God, what an inspirational woman she was. So often we only look at her through the eyes of Jesus. But looking through her eyes at Jesus, may we learn to know you closer, Jesus. May we learn to trust you more even when we don't understand and we don't understand what you're saying to us. May we learn that in our fears you will provide for us and that your faith will make us bigger people. Jesus, I pray this morning that no matter where we find ourselves, no matter what grave we find ourselves in, no matter what difficulty we find ourselves in, that when we meet with you and we allow you in, then you can turn our darkest hour into the most glorious day. So this morning we want to celebrate you, Jesus. We want to thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done for us. We want to thank you for your earthly mother who this morning has inspired us. But Jesus, we want to say you are the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And may you work in and through us today so that we may know you more and walk closer with you. In Jesus' name, amen.